Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 205, The Miracle Monster in My Pocket. Most of us are aware of the concept of circadian rhythms, those time machine clocks inherent within our biophysiological processes. They affect not only physical cycles, but also mental and behavioral changes that sync within a 24-hour cycle. Responding primarily to light and dark, most living things, animals, plants, and even microbes are affected by this chronobiology. There is even a master clock, so to speak, some 20,000 nerve cells in the superchiasmatic nucleus within the hypothalamus, which receives direct input from our visual apparatus. In addition to sleep cycles, everything from digestion to hormone release to body temperature gets regulated. While genetic mutations can mess big time with our internal clocks, most of us have had the commonplace experience of jet lag or light from electronic devices adversely impacting and confusing our natural rhythms. Ditto if you have ever worked any kind of shift work where day, night, light, dark really gets altered. Besides sleep disorders, other chronic health conditions including diabetes, bipolar, obesity, depression, and seasonal affective disorder can be impacted. From 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., for most of us, our energy tends to be at its lowest, and then during the morning, our body temperature, energy, alertness, and sharpness increase, with a later start for teens, which high school schedules completely ignore. The afternoon slump leads to the blahs and desire for an energy pick-me-up snack. Later in the evening, melatonin levels rise, again different and later for night owl teens, creating the sensation of sleepiness. The blue light from electronic devices clearly suppresses melatonin, resulting in poor or delayed sleep. Within our basic rhythms, there are ultradian phases which represent around 60 to 90 minute windows for focus and attention. Sometimes shorter, but never longer, our educational system and our cell phone use completely ignore this reality. After such periods, ideally one would shift their activities from focus and attention to something else requiring less effort and concentration. Relaxing, walking in nature, doing some less demanding work can recharge our batteries and prepare us for the next burst of ultradian focus. Which brings me to the essence of this particular ramble. The Miracle Monster in Our Pocket Recently, while waiting for an event to start at our magnificent Lensic Performing Arts Theater, as I searched the crowd for folks I might know, I noticed that at least 25% of the people were glued to their screens, swiping and tapping away in their own little cyberspace bubble. And pretty much every time I drive anywhere, there is some idiot not paying attention to the road and traffic, but clearly distracted by their device. Someone I love deeply was rear-ended, her truck demolished, and now has chronic pain by a fool going 60 miles an hour driving their cell phone instead of their car. I've often thought of volunteering with the city to start a traffic watch at a busy corner and hand out tickets for anyone on their phone, helping to enforce the laws we have but generally ignore. Have you ever noticed while out in public the obvious addictive checking for messages even when the person was with others. There's a good data to suggest that teens spend half of their waking hours on their smartphones. Feelings of loneliness and sadness are rampant and teens across the board are getting less sleep and spending less in-person time socializing. Cyberbullying is a common destructive phenomenon. 
The most recent youth risk behavior survey of 17,000 high school students showed that adolescent girls and teens who identified as gay or bisexual reported high rates of sadness, suicidal thought, and sexual violence. Now, true that we can't blame all of that on a one-half-pound piece of plastic containing 42 minerals and precious metals. Some would argue in favor of the hellscape theory that the mental health issues in youth are primarily a rational response to COVID, Trump, climate change, and mass shootings. But such doomerism seems to correlate better with the rise of digital technology and the selfie culture. I remember having drills where I would crawl under my grammar school desk to prepare for nuclear attacks, and we lived through our own hell in different ways with Vietnam and projected worldwide oil and food shortages. Yet none of that compares with the challenges faced by youth today, in my own opinion, hugely amplified by the metaverse of social media, cyberspace, and the ubiquitous cell phone. Anxiety and FOMO, fear of missing out, are often part of this destructive mix. Clearly, there is an upside to cell phones as well. I love the info at my fingertips aspect, and having long been a fan of Dick Tracy, I enjoy watching science fiction become palpable realities in my own lifetime. And who doesn't adore the GPS directions feature? Okay, maybe not the robotic voice. And flashlight and camera to go with. Besides quick and simple communication, texting brings us delightful acronyms. Three favorites. YMMV. Your mileage may vary, a clever way to say that the results, opinions, or experiences are different for everyone. ELI5, or explain like I'm five, as if I'm a child, a request for a simple explanation instead of a lengthy, complicated one. Finally, PEBCAC, P-E-B-K-A-C, a funny problem exists between keyboard and chair, meaning me, the user. So not to get too persnickety about the whole thing, but it is critical, I believe, that we carefully examine our own habits and those we care about in terms of this constant companion, veritable miracle monster. Less is more. No phones or really any e-devices in the bedroom. An hour break from screen time before sleeping. And limit social media platforms and engagement for young ones and ulsters as well. Go ahead. Text a friend how much you love this podcast. Just kidding. Thanks as always for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.